0: H2O stands for, actually, let's see if who remembers what it stands for. This is rather than me tell you. Let's have a test. What, what is it? Isn't like like be for God? Well, Be Thirsty for God is, yes, yeah, the kind of the theme, but the H2O stands, there's two H's and an O. Health Hub, health hub and? I can't outreach. Outreach. Beautiful. Health Hub and Outreach. So health is, we want to be a healthy church. We want to be healthy people who love Jesus and we are walking that out healthily out in the world. Um, Hub is desiring a place for us to meet meet our community and allow them to explore who Jesus is. Don't put too many parameters on it, but that's what we're looking for. We're looking for somewhere where we can be us in the middle of the community and minister as God asks us to minister. And the outreach is part of that. Actually, is to reach out to people. Not expect people to walk through these doors. We actually need to be out, and uh, so that's good for us to know that. Um, so yes, if you didn't get one of those, please grab one. Matthew five six. Jesus says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Not might be filled." They will be filled. Righteousness. This is a word we... I grew up learning that it was right standing before God. But actually what it is, is personal holiness. Personal holiness through the work of the Spirit in us. This is why we hunger and thirst after it. Because we are made righteous in Christ. That's already been done. But actually, our, our person needs to catch up with that sometimes. And so God is asking us to be holy people, set apart for his work, set apart for him. And we can't do it on our own. We actually can't do it all, really. It's him. It's him. He is the one that transforms us, makes us holy, set apart for him. So I wanted to stay on track with this Stay Thirsty theme. You haven't put your clock up yet. (laughs) You were distracted because I was saying how amazing you are. (laughs) Um, So I read this scripture. I would encourage you to read the whole psalm, but I'm just going to read a part of it because this really... um, Oh, I'm sorry, thank you. This really speaks to me, this Psalm 65. I read it. When I was doing a Lectio three sixty five devotion the other day, and um, could you put up the sixty five Psalm sixty five? Uh, it's got in. There, it's already in the eight and nine. What was 13. I talking about? We're a great team here. You've got a one to anyway. Oh yeah, no, I don't want the one to thirteen. Um, sorry, you can read the one to thirteen. It's not. I don't want the one to thirteen. But this is the part I really want to focus on. So those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. How great is that scripture? So good. I heard it when I was listening to this devotion. I was like, wow. So, like I said, I encourage you to read the whole psalm, but this part I really want to focus on. It hit me so hard, and I know this sounds really probably a bit dumb because it's like, yeah, duh. God takes care of this earth. God takes care of this earth. Now, if he cares about this earth and he waters it, making it rich and fertile, how much more is he going to care about us? How much more? That verse is, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. How much more is he going to do that for us, for our lives? His love for us is so deep. And he cares for this planet, making it rich and fertile. How much more will he do that for us? That's amazing. It hit me. I was like, wow, that's so cool. So I'm pretty sure... Well, I don't know. Is anyone here in the room a farmer? I'm just going to check because I shouldn't assume. <laughs> no, but I'm not a farmer, obviously. I'm pretty sure that most of us here have not been a farmer. Um, but we do know, even if you don't live on a farm, that crops need water. We all I'm pretty sure we've all seen the news where out west there's no water and the crops are suffering and rain is the best kind, obviously. I mean, I've seen, when we've driven out to Narrandera, where our daughter is, um, they have these giant... What are those things called? Those great big long... They're massive, the water sprinkler things. And they, I thought that they... Um, some of them are like... They're so long. And I'm like, how does that thing even get onto the property? And then someone told me, well, they build it on there. I was like, oh, of course, that makes sense <laughs> Some of them fold up, that's right. But they're amazing. But I mean, the rain, when the rain comes and it's that beautiful, gentle, constant rain, that is the best thing, right? Because it's coming from the heavens and it's so good. So crops need the rain. So as I started pondering this section of this psalm, the Lord started speaking to me about how he waters the earth and makes it rich and fertile, and I sat and asked myself this question. This, the whole devotional was not about this, but I just, God kind of took me on this journey with it. And I sat there and asked myself, am I like thirsty ground? Am I dry and parched? Am I ready to be tilled and all the rubbish dug up to become rich and fertile for him to work in me? Am I ready to have seed sown? Am I ready to have have the seed harvested? I asked myself those questions. I was like, okay, let's actually think about this. Let's follow this through. If I believe that God, who waters and cares for this earth, does that for my life, am I willing for those processes to happen? I believe part of us staying thirsty is being willing for God's purpose to continue in us. Who wants God's purposes to continue in us? Absolutely, we do, right? We have to be willing for all of it. And it is His work in us. Let me underline that. It is His work in us by His Spirit. But it actually requires us to be surrendered, and humble, and vulnerable, and open. So I want us to take a minute. I'm not actually going to speak for that long, but that's okay because I really want you to walk away with something pithy. I want you to walk away knowing because we've celebrated God here today and we have praised him and he is good and he never stops working. He never stops. He never stops. He doesn't get to a point like us where we're like, okay, I'm a bit done now. Can I tap out? He doesn't do that. I'm so grateful he doesn't tap out. So let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. I want us to actually go on just a tiny little journey together. And I want us to ask ourselves, maybe we're like hard, dry ground waiting to be worked on. This might actually be a season too. I think there are seasons in this. I talked about this before actually a few months ago when I said I looked out of the plane when we were going to, to, when I was flying to Narrandera and I saw all the fields and they were just beautiful, and they were coloured and striped and patterned, and and then there was a few that were just lying fallow, waiting. They were waiting, and it's just this brought to mind again. There are times where actually we might feel dry and parched, but is it a season of waiting? Are we hungry and thirst? Are we hunger and thirsting after righteousness? Are we saying, God, I may feel dry and parched? But if we are vulnerable and open to his work in our lives, he will water us. Maybe some of us might be like hard, dry ground because we choose not to surrender. That's a hard one. We have to ask ourselves. We have to actually seek our own... We actually have to take some time to internally reflect on that. Some of us may not be willing to surrender to what he's asking. Perhaps some of us are waiting for seed to be planted and we have allowed God to do the deep work in us. We've actually gone, done the hard yards, and let Him till, till us. Is that the right word? Till us? That sounds wrong. Maybe anyway, you know what I mean. We're at dig it all up. <laughs> Plow—that's a better word. That's good. Um, some of us are waiting for that seed to be planted because we've already done that, that journey. Maybe some of us have had seed planted, and we are waiting, waiting waiting and some of us might be watered being watered right now and we are enjoying the soaking presence of God maybe some of us actually are just like oh I am loving this I'm being watered all over and maybe all those things can happen all together who knows I think that's the journey we're on now in my own life I can look back and I can see because actually I think there are seasons of all this. There are seasons of all this. We might have moments where we feel like five years ago we were waiting, waiting, waiting. There might have been seasons ten years ago where we are like, Oh God, you are just plowing, <laughs> ploughing my life so much. And it might be painful. It might be really painful. So I believe that there actually are seasons of this all throughout our life, because as we surrender more to Him and He takes us on a journey, I feel like He asks for the next season from us. So yeah, so in my own life, I look back and I see moments where the Lord was tilling and digging up soil in my life, making it fertile, and other moments where He planted the seed. For example, before I came to a, to Port Macquarie. I had never thought about unity amongst the churches, <laughs> never. I mean, I, I read in the scripture, it was like, you know, believers be connected in heart and Jesus' prayer for the disciples. But until I actually moved into this town, that was, it was almost like God had taken me on a journey and then when I got here, it was like the seed dropped and it became, oh man, this is, it just was illuminated to me. Now that's just for me, so that was, I'm not saying that has to be for everybody, but that was for me um, a significant thing that I can see. God was preparing me, preparing a readiness to be connected to this city and believers in this city. And that's cool. That's not everybody's story, but that was mine. But I could see that he gave me a deep longing for that. So it was a seed ready to be watered. My, my choice is whether I'm going to stay connected to that seed and I'm going to allow that seed to stay and for God to look after it and tend it and care for it and water it. So you know what? I want us to take a moment right now. I want you to close your eyes because there's no point in me speaking if we are not prepared to go on a personal journey with this an application for this. So I want us to sit quietly and I want him I want us to ask him to show us where in the cycle we might be now. Ask him, am I like thirsty, dry ground, desperate for a touch? Am I ready to be tilled and all the rubbish dug up to become rich and fertile for him to work in us? Am I ready to have seeds sown? Am I ready to have the seed harvested? Thank you, Lord. I'll let you go on that journey with him as he's talked to you. Let me share this. This is the truth about our God. He is the rainmaker. He is the drought breaker. He is the sower of seed and he is the water of seed. That is our God. It doesn't matter where you are in that process. It doesn't matter if you've had a few moments of one and you're in the next one, or if you've been one season for years and you're in the next one, that is who God is the rainmaker, the drought breaker, the sower of seed, and the water of seed. That is the God we serve, and that is cool. So let's go back to our scripture quickly. The river of God has plenty of water. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. So I read this from some commentaries. The idea is clear. The earth is barren until God acts upon it. God is faithful to send the rain and what is necessary for the cultivation of the earth, bringing forth a wonderful harvest. So God's people, as us, should pray and expect God to move upon both his church and the world knowing that they will be barren unless God acts upon them. That is our, that is our, that's our role, to stay, again, like I started, to stay humble, to stay open, to stay surrendered. God will move when, we get beat, when we're in that place. Charles Spurgeon says this, The language of this scripture was meant to describe the field of nature, but is equally true... Of the garden of the church. How good is that? Isn't that good? The garden of the church. So we understand that he's talking about the picture, the image is garden, farming, whatever. But it is a picture of the church and cultivating what God is doing, cultivating ourselves, recognising that we are, are willing for him to do whatever it takes in us to make us holy and set apart. So the river of God is God's life-giving presence. Oh my gosh, how good is that? God's life-giving presence. See, Brooke? Through his spirit. Through his spirit. This river of God has plenty of water. It's not running out. God's presence does not run out. God's presence does not run out. In this world, we are always thinking about. Um, we measure stuff. We, we look in the pantry and we go, "Oh, I'm running low on whatever." Everything at this in our house at the moment. <laughs> um, but you know, we open our cupboard and we go, "I'm running out of that. We've got to buy that." Uh, we look at our bank balance and we go, "Oh, that's low. I'm running out of that." We look at our week and we're running out of energy because we look at what we've got coming and we're running out of energy. You know, we, we live in a world where we are limited. We've got measurements for things and we're running out. The presence of God, the river of God, never runs out. That's beautiful. His presence with us never runs out, never runs dry. Life giving presence. Then it goes on to say it provides the river of god has plenty of water it provides a bountiful harvest of grain so I stopped and I was like what is what is the purpose of grain why do we have grain what's the point oh to eat <laughs> bountiful means abundant or given generously that is our god His life-giving presence never runs out. The bountiful harvest of grain is an abundance of provision. It is abundance of provision. But it doesn't stay as grain, right? It gets turned into something. It gets turned into something. So grain in itself is provision for the harvest. It's sown, grows up, harvested. Sown, grows up, harvested. It's this constant, beautiful repetition of life. And as you, many of you know, I just always, um Brook tells me, whenever you go somewhere, you always come back with a story about those that have gone before. <laughs> I'm inspired by people from hundreds of years ago when God asked them to do something and they did something. In their eyes, not outstanding, but actually the fruit from it is huge. Like when we went to England and we learnt about St. Cuthbert and in 10, whatever year it was, 695. I mean, who you can't even, that, even that blows your mind, doesn't it, going, was someone even alive then? Of course they were. Um, but you trace someone's steps when they have done some magnificent things for God. And yet, if you talk to them, they probably be just like, I'm just doing what I was asked to do. I'm, just, I'm not doing anything outstanding. And yet, it was outstanding. Because God breathed on it. So if you're sitting in this room thinking you're not doing anything outstanding from God for God, God is breathing on it. When you submit it to Him, He breathes on it, and something outstanding comes from that. And you might not see it right now, but you have to trust him with that. How good is that? The river of God, His life-giving presence, will water it. So grain. Good seed in our lives, for each other, for the community around us. Some of you have heard me share this before. Um, when, I, when, I fir- when we first came, I had an image of when we were praying with some of the ministers, I had an image of these silos. I'm sorry if I'm saying it again and you've heard it, but you know I, I, I t- I'm not going to apologize actually, because I feel like it was a prophetic word for this city. And I'm believing that it's coming to pass. And so I'm going to keep speaking out because I feel like there's faith involved in it. So these silos were all in a circle and God showed me that that was the church's important quarry. And then I saw his hand rip open the sides of the silos and all the grain mixed in the middle. You couldn't tell what came from where. And I felt like God say to me, that is what I am going to do with the believers in this city. And I see parts of it happening. I see, I feel like there's more to come. Um, but it was him doing it. It wasn't forced by anybody else. It was his hand. He wasn't doing it gently either, <laughs> well, they were ripped open. Um, but there was grain in the middle. And I remember asking the Lord, why is that? What's that about the grain? And he was like, it is to be sown. There is seed to be sown. And I want the believers to sow the seed. So all this beautiful grain picture of bountiful harvest of grain it is to be sown for the kingdom. And uh it's just a beautiful picture of life, life-giving, uh provision, sustenance. It's just it's so much in that just in that two verses. I just love it. So, if I could sum up, if I could if we could Oh, yeah, I'm finishing up now. There you go. If we could wrap up this message in one word, it would be surrender. It would be surrender. Because unless we surrender ourselves, our will, our heart to him, I don't think he will do anything because he wants us to partner with him. Surrender to, the, surrender to the one who cares for us. We want, he asks us to stay thirsty. Stay thirsty, stay thirsty, stay thirsty for the river. The river of God has plenty of water. I mean, who's had kids splashing around in the river? It's so much fun to watch that. And I feel like that is what God says to us. Splash around in my presence. Enjoy it. Like when we, were, when we were singing this song, I know you do not feel like this, but when we were singing that one song, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was freedom. I could see myself coming over here and dancing around with you. And then I was like, oh, but I need to be doing the words. I can't leave and she's not got much energy. But I could see that. I was like, oh my gosh, break open all our inhibitions because we are called to celebrate. We are called to celebrate. <laughs> exactly Exactly. bring it on so let's stay thirsty for the river God has plenty of water his life giving presence by his spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom (laughs) maybe ice cream I don't know yeah well that's freedom right the life of freedom splashing in God's river so I want to pray for us but actually before I do that I want to say that we are, and I actually love, Jenny, that you listened to the Lord before. About It takes courage to actually speak out something like that. Um, because there's always, there's always a hesitation about, oh, is there anyone here? It doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter. God just wants us to be willing to listen and have a go. Amen. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I love that you responded and you got to pray. And this is body ministry. Dave and I never want to be in a place where we say okay if you want prayer come up to the front. It's only a few of us that are allowed to do that. We're just this is body ministry. People ministering to each other. And um so I'm going to pray for us, but if there is if you do want prayer for anything, then ask somebody here you trust. I know we are we are missing a lot of people because they we've got, you know, lots of things going on. Babies being born and people doing all sorts of other things. But um but if you are, like Dave and I and Werner are available, so we're not saying you can't ask us, but you know, you guys carry the Spirit of God in you. You carry the Spirit of God in you, so you can actually pray for each other. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that each of us in this place, you have positioned in this city for reason and purpose in a bunch of different places. or oh, Sydney, sorry. <laughs> and I just thank you, Lord, that the river of life is plentiful god your life-giving presence is plentiful so i ask lord that as we walk into whatever we've got coming this week that we will know that the river of life flows through us in us and through us lord i ask that you will teach us that in the seasons in the sometimes in the fallow ground where we're waiting 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 god will you give us patience in the place where you are tilling and you are turning over the soil to re- Fresh us, to grow us, to get rid of any crap in there. I thank you that you will teach us to respond to that. And Lord, I thank you for the times that you sow the seed. Lord, will we trust you with the seed that you sow, that it will be for a bountiful harvest? And Lord, I thank you that we will trust you to water that seed. Keep us surrendered to your will. Surrender to your will. Vulnerable, open humble surrender to you thank you lord thank you lord amen amen let that sit inside you I want you to reflect on that this week read the psalm again read the whole psalm and then read that verse those two verses again and let God speak to you as well because there will be things you'll draw out of it that I haven't and so let him continue to speak to you and don't forget to take your H2O water. That's a reminder to pray. <laughs> pray for God to position us in this city just like he's positioned you. Um, to position us in this city, to love on this city and bring our flavour to it. Thank you, Lord. We were going to finish with a song but I think let's just leave it there. Do you think? Okay. We love you guys. It's been great to see you and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Next week is kids again. So if, you've got, if you know anyone that's got little kitties, we will have kitties on. And have a blessed week. Have a blessed week. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love that. <laughs>